Welcome to Living Wisely, Living Well, timeless wisdom to enrich every day with Asha Nayaswamy, one of the spiritual directors of Ananda Palo Alto and a founding member of Ananda Worldwide. If you enjoy this content and are inspired by the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda and his disciple Swami Kriyananda, find Asha on YouTube, Facebook, all podcast directories, and her website, ashajoy.org. Living Wisely, Living Well, October 30th. If you are angry, it may be only because your idea of how things ought to have been has been outraged. Reflect on how many views can be held on any subject. Seek the rest point in yourself, midway between the pairs of opposites. Dwell there calmly in inner stillness. You'll be able to address every issue effectively. Now here we go again. No, with this whole question of anger and how to deal with it. There's, there's a point that has to be understood, and this, is a li- this gets a little complicated. Um, the way Swami, the, the best way, the way Swami puts it, which I think is the best way to understand this, it's not as if all choices are equal. It's not as if when we give up our anger, we give up our discrimination. It's not when we give up our anger that we no longer have standards, and just basically anything goes. That's a confusion that people feel. They think um, that you're not supposed to have a position. So in the name of peace, in the name of brotherhood, in the name of loving, you just say, well, you know, the, the, the terrorist who bombed the building, the church, and killed all those people, he's just the same as everybody else. That's not true. Um, values are directional. Which is, which is we can be moving toward the light or we can be moving away from the light. We can be closer to the light or we can be farther away from the light. We can be trapped in delusion or we can be enlightened. These realities exist. It's not, to, to not be angry, I mean, this was the word I was trying to, I mean, I was saying, discrimination is when we perceive the merits of things in terms of shadow and light. Some, some actions are simply darker. They enhance the darkness in the world. They pull people's consciousness down into suffering. Some actions lift people's consciousness higher and higher and closer to the bliss of our own nature. The, and, and, but even among you know, many choices, often there are no absolutes. That's why Swami says there's many different points of view on the subject. Some people think that government interference in private life and private business is a really bad thing. Other people feel that the government has a responsibility to make sure everyone is taken care of. I mean, these are two sincerely held points of view with a whole lot of attitudes around them. They just sort of they have relative merits. You, Depending on which side of it you are, you can be very persuaded of that point of view. But when you discriminate against someone unconscionably because you don't like the color of their skin... That's not equal to not doing that. To seeing everybody as equally a child of God is not the same as picking this one out and using power against them. Um, But still, even those who may not be discriminating on the basis of race may still be quite small-minded in other ways. Because this world is a mixture of light and shadow. But what Swami said at one point, which is very important... The mere fact that there is darkness everywhere 
does not mean that darkness is present in equal proportion everywhere. Proportion of light and dark. I mean, he, was, he wrote that particularly when people were acting as if um, Stalin's killing of millions of people in Russia in order to impose the, the political system that he was determined to impose on people, millions of his own people, was just the same as um, you know, some mistreatment of a, 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 a small group of people in America. I mean, neither are good, but the proportion of darkness, if you, if you stand back fairly, you can see that the proportion of darkness is not the same. Not that this proportion of darkness should be tolerated, but we can't just say just because everybody makes mistakes, everybody makes the same mistakes. So what Swamiji is trying to get us to understand here now is that we have to look objectively at, at the realities of life and we can't let our emotional excitement about wanting things to be different to just blind us to the objective facts. I have. We will, we will be able to act much more intelligently and much more effectively if we're not afraid to see what's really happening. And what happens when we get angry is that everything gets really distorted and we start wanting to force our will on situations, as Swami puts it there, um, of how things ought to be has been outraged. You know, how, th- how can you possibly think like that? You, you couldn't be really caring about anyone if you're thinking like that. We're just outraged that, that someone actually exists who doesn't match me. But if we really think even about ourselves, you know, we've been many different people in one incarnation. I, I, I remember stages of my life, I had a, a, a close girlfriend who had a very different temperament than mine, very diplomatic, very sympathetic, at a time when I tended to be easily outraged. And she, she would just look at me like, what could you possibly be thinking, responding like that? But I don't know, it made sense to me at the time. And only slowly did I begin to understand that, that my response was, was just my response. It wasn't really the truth of the matter. And, and it could have even been my truth of the matter. But the fact that I was incapable of imagining that people coming from a whole other direction with a whole other set of circumstances could have a different point of view than me, it just took my reality and shrank it down to the the tiniest segment of my own ego. And how much can you see when, when you're just clinging to the tiniest segment of your own ego? And all you have to do is live long enough with an open enough mind. Now some people become what Yogananda called psychological antiques, even from a very early age, and they just never have the capacity to learn or change. But many of us have the capacity to learn and change. And if it's possible for us to shift our views and see things from another point of view, we have to also realize that other people, they're just seeing it from what they're seeing it from. And the the picture also, which is very important and is very important one to remember, Divine Mother taking care of all her children. I've used that analogy many times because it helps us to understand. If a child is six, the mother has a certain expectation of a six-year-old, and she has a very different expectation of a 12-year-old. 
Why can Johnny get away with it when I can't? Because Johnny is six and you're 12. So what is appropriate for you is different than what's appropriate for him. He's not capable, but you are. So in life, if you, if you start with the presumption of self-realization that we are all on a journey from delusion to enlightenment and that it's a progressive journey over many incarnations, it stands to reason that people are going to be at different stages in that journey. And, it, and it's not even that simple. It's not even just linear. I'm ahead of you and he's ahead of me and you're behind me. It's not like that because we don't develop in a straight line. We develop sort of in a, an ever-expanding squiggly circle. So a person can be very advanced in one area and less advanced in another. A person can be a great artist, for example, but not be very emotionally mature. So they have one view over here and another view over here. And all we can do is be where we are and take the next step. It, it's We are literally a seed growing into a, 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 a fruit tree. And you cannot get from being a seed to being a fruit tree without going through every single stage. So when people disagree with you, even if your discrimination can tell that that's a wrong attitude, maybe even a terribly wrong attitude, you can't just be outraged because they exist. And see, that's what people do. This is a world of light and shadow. That's the nature of creation. It's duality. It's day and night. It's death and life. It's sickness and health. It's an ever-changing reality. There's many other subtle things we can put in here. The, the, the stage of civilization of the planet, the ascending or the descending age of the planet. There's, there's many other subtle realities. But self-evidently, the planet we're living on now is a mixture of light and dark. And there's just a lot of good people and there's some not-so-good people. And no matter how mad you are, for having to share this planet with people who aren't good, we share this planet with people who aren't good. And, and there's a lot of darkness here. Now, we may carefully calculate a way to respond to that darkness and to bring as much light as possible, but it won't do us any good just to be mad about the fact that we have to deal with it. And that's what he's really talking about. We're just outraged at the way things are. That's exactly the same as being outraged because your child is only six. It's just like, he's only six? What can he do? You know, you want to help him become six and a quarter and then six and a half. And you want him eventually to become a mature, grown person. But you can't force it. And if you're constantly outraged, I mean, think of the incredible damage and consider how unhelpful it is. Everybody's a child compared to, to the enlightenment that is our true nature. Everybody's on the same journey, and we just are where we are. So what we have to look at is what is the, is the appropriate, helpful response. And it may be to, you know, to bring down strong consequences and create a situation in which that person's darkness is going to be thwarted and not allowed to express, because you're also doing them a favor. You're not doing them a favor if you just let them indulge their darkest side. You, you, you have to restrain that because it's not helpful to them. It's not appropriate to let them run free. 
But you don't have to be outraged that they exist. To be outraged that they exist is really to be mad at God. Because who made this anyway? Who, who, who put this creation together? We just find ourselves in it, doing our best to navigate it in such a way that the end result of our visit here will be that we have expanded and enlightened our own consciousness and perhaps, you know, left a few um, glowing embers behind us. Why not? Because that's the way we expand our own consciousness is to share whatever um, perception of enlightenment we have. But if we just spend all our time being angry because we have to do it, which is really, when you really look at it, look at it, it's exactly what Swami said, you know that you're simply outraged because things ought to be different than they are. Why? Because I want them to be different. It makes me uncomfortable. I don't like it. Well, do you have even have any idea what the purpose of life is? Do you have any idea what the destiny of the people around you is? Do you have, can you see it from the divine perspective? I mean, how do you even know? Well, I don't like it. Okay, you can see discrimination. You can see light and dark. But to be outraged because it exists, where will that take you? I mean, it's necessary, as Swami put it so perfectly, you have to be practical in your idealism. And it's not practical just to be outraged. Because also, it just clouds our discrimination. And then the decisions that we make are not smart decisions. Because they're motivated by this desperate desire to force the universe to be different than it is, instead of a thoughtful carefully worked out, focused response that will actually result in bringing more light into the situation. These are very challenging points of view, especially in the, in the confusing times that we're in. So we're not talking about inaction. We're not talking about tolerating that which is intolerable. We're talking about how strategically to actually create the good that we're trying to create. This is just being practical in our idealism, which is... Uh, how shall I say it? A very good idea. Okay. If you are angry, it may be only because your idea of how things ought to have been has been outraged. Reflect on how many views can be held on any subject. Seek the rest point in yourself midway between the pairs of opposites. Dwell there calmly. In inner stillness, you'll be able to address every issue effectively. Joy to you. Our work is made possible by inspired listeners. So if you feel to support Asha, you can make a one-time donation or for unique members-only content, subscribe through Patreon. Blessings and thank you.